0: It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings.
1: And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast as we cover the latest property news every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and of course, wherever you get your podcasts from. And it's a Tuesday, the 10th day for October. Rental availability in Australia, now that has tightened, continued to tighten further in September, with vacancy rates reaching record lows. That's according to CoreLogic's quarterly rental review for Q3. Although rental values rose by 1.6% in the quarter, the pace of growth slowed compared to previous quarters due to worsening affordability and the national rents have increased for 38 consecutive months, adding pressure to renters' budgets. Nothing new in that. And the national vacancy rate dropped to a new low of 1.1% last month, driven by record high overseas migration. And don't we know that that is causing a major headache, as well as insufficient housing supply. In fact, the total rental listings fell to their lowest level since 2012. Not great stats to be talking about this morning. So let's uh, change gears and get into something that you might not know anything about. If you're close to Melbourne, you might, but if you're outside of Victoria, maybe not. And I'm talking about Black Rock, located 18 k's from Melbourne. It has been a long-favoured destination for Melbourne residents, known for its pristine beaches and proximity to the city. And we are catching up with Nick Jones this morning. And Nick is from Hodges, Sandringham. And a very good morning to you, Nick. Welcome to The Real Estate Breakfast. And good morning to you and thanks for having me on. No worries at all. So, a very much loved suburb by the sound of it. Is this a bit of a secret, this suburb?
2: <laughs> it, it certainly is. It's funny you say, you know, the 18Ks from the city and things like that, but a lot of people, and even if you're from Melbourne, you might know of it, but a lot of people say, you know, you work in real estate or you live there, which I have for many years, and they say, where do you live, Black Rock? I say, oh, where's that? And typically you say, well, it's the next suburb along from Sandringham because Sandringham's on the train line and end of the train line, so everyone knows of that train line. So yeah, it is a little kind of quiet enclave, very popular for uh, for locals, but also it's becoming more, more and more known and uh, people are coming from further afield as well.
1: Now, I was reading that you're talking about the train line, because the train line goes just to Sandringham, you can't go further into Blackrock. That's sort of kept it a bit of a secret by the sound of it.
2: Yeah, it has. That's right. And it's, it's part of its charm, but also a lot of people who don't know it or are used to transport say, oh, you know, it's a bit isolated and things. But as I say, that's, that's part of its charm. And once you've lived there, it is also serviced by the buses. So it's only three kilometres to the clock tower in Blackrock, which is a bit of an icon on Beach Road to Sandringham train station. So really, you know, f- from half of the suburb in Blackrock, you can walk to the train station, if not serviced by the bus.
1: So what's been happening since COVID in that particular neck of the woods? Obviously, you're located there. You're in Sandringham, which is where your office is. So plenty of people deciding to make that move out of the city into Blackrock?
2: Yeah, there has been. Uh, and, and one sale that, that springs to mind now that, that you remind me, there was one in the in the midst of COVID when we were in and out of, of lockdowns and when we couldn't, couldn't do our job. A couple moved from Hawthorne, and I particularly... not a huge amount of the eastern suburbs moved to Bayside and I asked them why and they said well we just wanted to be near the ocean and the open spaces with the golf courses and things like that where in Hawthorne it's quite a landlocked suburb and we just thought with everything going on we want to be near the water.
1: Yes, you can't beat being close to the water, good for the mind, the stress and, of course, the soul. All right, Nick, we'll stay right there. We will come back to you in just a moment and ask you how your local real estate market has been performing. We'll do that next.
0: We talk to some of the most influential figures in the real estate industry, from
1: leading commentators
0: to investors to real estate principals, only on The Real Estate Podcast.
1: And just a reminder, if you have a suggestion or comment or just want to tell us where you're listening to us from, you can drop us an email and more importantly too, if you're moving back to Australia or you are migrating here, let us know how you're getting on. On with regard to buying a property. And if you're an Aussie looking to buy straight away, how is that process going for you working all of that from an offshore location? Do let us know. Our email address is myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. That is myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. Are you turning a year older today? Well, I am. It's my birthday today, so you're sharing it with me. October the 10th, many happy returns. Also on the birthday calls, we've got Luke Evans. He's turning 44. Zach Braff, the actor, is turning 48. And Orlando Bloom, he is turning 46 today. I was watching something the other day where he mentioned he got $175,000 for all of the three Lord of the Rings movies, and he was asked, gee, you only got paid 175. And Orlando said, at the time, I would have done it for half the price that launched his career. So the the right answer.
0: It's the main centre forecast.
1: And let's head around the country. First, we go to Sydney and expecting a possible shower. 22 degrees is your forecast high. Melbourne, a cloudy, but a mainly fine day. 17 is your forecast top. Brisbane, fine sunshine with 27. And not a bad looking day in Perth. Cloudy, but it should be mainly fine in your high, 22 degrees.
0: Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights.
1: And it's a Tuesday morning. We are back with Nick Jones in Sandringham, just down the road from Blackrock in Victoria. So Nick, what really stands out for you in 2023 in your market,
2: apart from your serious marathon running? Thank you for that. Yes, so I did notch up my 10th marathon in very hot Sydney it happened to be, 30 degrees on that day, which is uh, far from ideal to run a marathon, but beautiful location. Um, another market in, in the sense of anything highlight, uh, we just sold one off market in, in Black Rock, which I sold a block of land to them back in 2019 and they put a stunning home on it and we've, we introduced a buyer to it through an off market campaign and, and sold that for a, just a tick over 4.6 million. So that was, that was a terrific real estate uh, highlight and and also uh, what we see in the market it's just listings are very tight as you said at the top of your introduction uh, across the board with rentals and sales and that's just keeping things and and prices very firm in terms of uh, there hasn't been much reduction since the heights of uh, the 2021-22 COVID market.
1: Yeah, you would have seen a bit though because you've been involved in the real estate game 17 years. I mean, what what haven't you seen in 17 years? Oh, I know, COVID.
2: Yeah, that's right. It is interesting and, and I always make a joke or laugh about that. And so, oh, we've seen this market before. I said, really? When was your last epidemic? Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, my, oh, I think I was, what, 12 to 18 months into it when the GFC first hit and we thought, well, that was the end of the world and the market bounced back within nine to 12 months and, and is fairly resilient uh, subsequently since then. Obviously, with the economy in a broader sense has been very strong since that uh, time or maybe a couple of years post that 2010 since then but no we haven't seen that it certainly changed how we did things you know, online auctions you know I've been an auctioneer for close to 15 years 17 and that certainly isn't for the faint-hearted uh, having to mm-hmm. do your job and, and conduct your business online when you're so used to the street theatre of an auction but um, what it proved and what it was great for our industry was we had to adapt and it's an industry that um, a lot of people have done it for a long time myself included and old habits die hard for us to be able to change and adapt and now adopt a lot more streamlined strategies and methods of sale is certainly a positive that's come out of it. Well, that's the thing, isn't it?
1: You've got to sort of pivot, and I actually hate using that word. That's a word that sort of got invented a few years ago, pivoting. But I'll use it in this particular context because I think real estate agents, people that work in the industry,
2: very adaptable. We had to be. I think everyone had to be. Uh, let's face it. it you know, I've only got very young children, three and nearly one year old, but uh, so I didn't have to put up with the homeschooling, but you know, people that had to do that and you know, all walks of life, and, and whether you're elderly or young and what you had to do, you had to adapt and, and it showed that we could. You know, as I say, it back to real estate, how we conducted our business, one-on-one inspections and all these things online auctions online tours with taking a video of a property and walking buyers through we'll uh, transition to to, so business could be done
1: yeah in five years time nick we're going to be looking back at this time this moment in time and say
2: gee did we actually go through all of all of that well it already seems five years ago if you ask (laughs) me but um, i agree i know it is It is hard to believe and obviously Melbourne was was, was hit pretty hard with it uh, through the the, uh, ins and outs but, hey, it is what it is now and, and we move on.
1: Yeah, so over the last uh, week we've been talking about rate cuts and even Stephen Helmarik from ComBank said to me that he's uh, looking at maybe May of 2024. It'll be interesting to see when those rates start to be cut, just how quickly the market starts to, to really turn.
2: Yeah, we've had this conversation a little bit in the last probably four to eight weeks, and, and the feeling is, you know, if you're a buyer sitting on the sidelines thinking about it, now could be the time. This next six month window, if it is May that that's, uh, that the gentleman said, um, you know, they are likely. They're talking 2024. There's going to be some movements, and the next movement's likely to be maybe hey, it might be one more up, but then from there it'll be downward trend. When that downward trend starts to take effect, I think you'll really see people jump and say, well, now we've got to get back into the market if we've been holding back. uh, This is a new normal. I I do quite a lot of work with builders and things with the 30 to 35% increase across the board in building costs. And they're saying, well, Nick, they're not going backwards. That's the cost now. We've got to factor that into our build, into our pricing strategy. And it's a bit like buying property. You've got to factor in that the interest rates now are you know, 5 to 6%. Will they ever go back to record lows? I, you know, I can't see it, but hey, we, we didn't see a pandemic coming. So, we don't know what's around the corner, but I do feel that if we do see some downward trend in interest rates, buyers will really jump off the fence and you'll see a spike because fundamentally, especially in the areas of, that I service in this Bayside suburbs, we've got a supply and demand issue, no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, and by the time we get there to, if it happens in May of next year, you will have done a few more marathons, eh, by then, because you've
2: done right. 10. Yeah, I'm trying to, that's right. No, I've uh, I put my name down to do Tokyo in March next year. I'm not sure if I'll uh, get it through in, into that one, but yeah, it is a hobby, keeps me busy. Like anything, real estate's a busy and quite a full-on job in terms of your your time and the demand of your time and with a young family and things, to have an external activity that takes my mind away from the cut and thrust of selling and is a great thing. I use it as a big kind of meditation tool, if anything. All the training runs and I really enjoy it. And people that do know Bayside, Melbourne, down this side, you know, anywhere from Morty Alex through to Brighton is where I spend most of my time up and down the bay and there's, there's certainly worse places in the world to run.
1: Just before we got going, you were telling me about Chicago and London. Chicago would have been a pretty interesting marathon.
2: Yeah, it was terrific. I went there in 2019 in November, so very lucky before it all, you know, shut down. and. Uh and didn't know much about it. Just got accepted into the marathon in terms of Chicago, Chicago the city. But um, God, if I was a travel agent, I'd send everyone there. It was, uh, I had a great time. It's a beautiful city and, and on the point of real estate, it's got some of the most beautiful and stunning art deco buildings right in the heart of the city. It was one of the tallest cities in the world, I think going back in the 20s and 30s with the gold rush. So yeah, some of the architecture there is just stunning and really great place to visit and and London's dear to my heart because in the early 2000s, I lived there for, for close to five years. So to go back there and do a marathon through the streets of uh, where I lived was, was a good time. Well,
1: it sounds like you're in the right spot there, Sandringham. You've got the idyllic black rock just a few k's away, and you've been able to adapt, and we'll use that word again, you've pivoted. You've pivoted, Nick.
2: (laughs) Well, we all have to.
1: All right. Well, thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning. Really appreciate it, and uh, take care out there.
2: Brilliant. Thanks for having me. really appreciate it.
0: We are more than just a real estate podcast. We cover a multitude of subjects including property data, current buyer-seller sentiment, and the mood of the market. Follow each week all of the main talking points and know your property. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.